chicken meat. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Jump, jump, yeah. the house is jumping. Uh -huh. That's right. Jump, jump, uh -huh. the house is jumping. Jump, jump, the house is jumping. Come on, come on, come on. Jump, jump, that's right. The house jump, is jumping. Jump. That song will forever remind me of middle school dances. Ian is doing the dance right now for everyone that can see. And it is amazing. <laughs> I like the fact that they were doing that dance and like that had to be because everybody went down the middle of them. That had to be a 15 minutes, right? Of them just doing now, can, can you imagine? It's like, we need one more take. Guys, I'm so sorry. We need one more take. Like everyone get back in line dancing formation. Come on, one more and time. Put, like the biggest smile, <laughs> the biggest fake smile on. Like, oh my god! I did love in that scene though the amount of butterfly cl clips. Like the limit did not exist because they were everywhere at that dance party. So I did I appreciate that. I like. I was that. like, I was like, is this a dance party or is this like a TikTok from 2019? Remember <laughs> when that was like huge and like all the butterflies everywhere on TikTok, <laughs> soft boys and soft girls. <laughs> and they, I feel like they ironically would still be doing this dance. It was very oh, like hundred percent mechanical. A hundred percent. But you know what? Looked like a fun party and some great music. It was a great party. Like I would have killed to have gone to this party. Honestly, middle school, high school. It would have been a great time. <laughs> really? What, what is this like? Does this say about like, I think that you and I actually need to book tickets to Florida to go to that decom party because I feel like every decom that has a party from like Cloud Nine to Girl vs. Monster to um, Twitches were like, we need to be at that party. We need to be there. <laughs> we would know all the, we would know all the songs. Yeah. I don't know. know like, we, we, I don't well, know about dance moves, but like, I mean, we could do this. We could right? do it. Yeah, exactly. We kind of did. You know what that dance scene reminded me of was um, when you and I went to the Bridgerton event in DC and like oh everybody God. was lined up like that and people were actually uh, going down the middle. <laughs> that was, oh my, that was heaven on earth. Like that was so magical. I remember confetti just started falling down <sighs> on all of us as we're like line dancing, like down the way. I'm not kidding. I think I, so I, I do have a video of it. So the confetti was happening. And then the woman twirls down from the roof. You see my video. I'm like speaking really quietly, kind of like almost shaking. I pan over to you. You have like a slight tear coming down. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is looking at you and like you had your like glass of champagne and you're like, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It was so good. Oh my gosh. For the folks who are listening, um, there was a Bridgerton tour that went around the country and Kelsey came down to Washington, D.C. And we went with our friends to this Bridgerton. It was like a ball, but it was mm -hmm. instead of like just classical music, it was well, everything. Yeah, it, like, it was everything. Like, it was fun. Modern day. It was so good like everyone got dressed up in like bridgerton outfits oh my god it was amazing it was so beautiful was i don't so beautiful oh what a time what it was a time like, to be alive what a time to be alive like right after the pandemic everyone's like you know what we need a bridgerton dancing ball and that'll make everyone happy oh i mean it did because we it did about this like two <laughs> two years later like i literally think about it probably weekly <laughs> oh my god it was so good 
Uh, beautiful. Um, so I guess, yeah, also, I mean, beautiful, great moments. Uh, should we kick things off with kind of our movie moments? Yeah, I guess. Let's kick it off the with the movie. Let's kick it off with the movie moments. Um, so I know that with the Oscars and with the British Film Awards uh, coming just around the corner, uh, um, you and I kind of have film-focused movie moments. Um, I, I I guess I'll start off with mine because yours was a little more profound than mine. Um, no. But <laughs> I, my movie moment is actually going to see a movie called Mean Girls. For those of you who do not know, but I'm pretty sure everyone does, there is a remake of Mean Girls that just came out. Tina Fey actually did produce this one too, um, but it's based off of the Mean Girls Broadway musical. And I say this is a movie moment because I have. Like, I honestly hadn't seen Mean Girls in forever. And when I was watching that film, it kind of reminded me of a decom. Like, I was transported back to, like, 2004-ish era when this movie originally came out. And it was just so great to see a whole new generation of cast show characters that you and I grew up with and loved when we were kids. So, yeah, it was a phenomenal movie. And uh, a little Easter egg, we might be covering a little bit of it next week. Yes. So excited. Yes. Honestly, it made me happy when you said that you love this movie because I feel like it could go either way. Right. And as a true millennial, right. I I that the first one was just so iconic and great. So the fact that I trust everything you say when it comes to film critiques. So the fact that you gave it rave reviews, I'm like, let's go. I have to see this now. Yeah, and it's like, and I think what you'll love too is it really emphasizes those lines like you go Glen Coco or like uh, October 3rd, like when she says, oh, it's October 3rd, there's like a whole like October 3rd, and like all of the lines that we meme about and joke about are really pronounced in the movie. So yeah, you'll you'll really enjoy it. Oh, I mean, and the cast is so good. It's the cast so is amazing. Good. And it stars one of our DCOM's very own too. Yes, which we'll also be getting into. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, I I had a very happy time at my movie experience. Um, <laughs> should we segue into your movie experience? I, so for those of you out there, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. Um, so again, I trust Ian's opinion on everything. And so he, uh, long story short, I finally, I know I'm so late to the bandwagon on this, but I finally saw Saltburn. Um and thank God, Ian, you prepared me for kind of the three scenes where if I did not know those were coming up, like I, I truly don't, I don't know what I would have done. Like those, I was expecting disturbing scenes, but that was like some of those, I still thought about it for the next like 48 hours, some of those scenes and not in a, it was just so <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't even know if I liked the movie. I don't even know if I thought it was good. I, I wanted to see it because everyone was seeing it, right? But I just, some of those scenes, and then you find out that some of those scenes are improvised. And I just, I, man, like, it's just wild that that kind of that stuff goes through people's heads. And maybe I'm just not creative, but I would have never thought of some of that. I was doing some of that stuff. That's that's so. that's not called being creative. That's called being a psychopath to come up with some of the stuff that are in, that's in that movie. I mean, whoa! What a wild ride! Like I love Joga Mirong, love Jacob Elordi. Like I aesthetically, I guess the movie was really pretty. But man, um, Barry's character in that movie is uh, it's he's something, 
And yeah, those scenes, thank God you prepared me for them because uh, yeah, even, even knowing they were coming, it was the shock value did not disappoint. It was still wild, a wild time. Yeah. I mean, and isn't it kind of the, did you go into the movie? Like the first half you were like, Oh, it's not that bad. And then it's like, Oh, well that's right. Oh, <laughs> well, it it really is. I feel like a roller coaster. Like you get into it. I'm like, okay, I guess we're establishing characters. This is like, you know, it's cool. Whatever. You kind of like see dynamics. And then all of a sudden after once that first of the three scenes come on, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Super disturbing. Super weird. Um, yeah, that's, if anyone else, yeah, out there, I guess it's worth a look if you want to see it. Uh, yeah, just know those scenes are, they're a little, uh, interesting, I guess. (laughs) I just love how, because I think, yeah, because we filmed, um, mid last week and you had watched High School Musical. We were talking about High School Musical. So happy. And I just love how our next conversation of film segued into Saltbird after. (laughs) From we're all in this together to like. Mutter on the dance floor. Great song though. Great song though. And honestly, even I did enjoy the ending. And again, this got like, shout out to Barry for all the confidence in the world. Full frontal, just going for it. You see everything. So this man, I want like, the amount of confidence he has in his pinky. I would love to have that because. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you recovered. So, so back to the world of DCOM. Yes. Back to the world of DCOMs, our innocent little bubble where we are not talking about. Where it's it's safe. It's safe. And we just have to deal with crazy houses because today, everybody, we are taking it back to, I think we can say this is one of the all time nostalgic classics if you love decoms, you love the old decoms. This has got to be in your top five out of those. Um, we're covering Smart House today. Yes, we are covering Ryan Merriman's Smart House. I loved this movie as a kid, so I was so excited to rewatch it. And honestly, not gonna lie, it it held up. It held up. It held up. Okay, one of the things when you were going into this movie, because we as a kid. Again, I absolutely loved this movie. And I remember being fascinated by the technology watching it. But this movie came out in 1999. So yeah. when, you know, we were kind of talking about it before we both watched it. And we're like, we're like, we remember, remember some things, but there's a lot of a lot of it that we don't remember. Did you think it was going to be weird? And like, the, because the tech wouldn't stand up. You know what I mean? Like when you watched it again, you're like, oh, this is clearly made in the 90s. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I I was actually kind of, I was excited to watch it, right? Because I was like, oh, I wonder, like, as a kid, everything in the movie to me seemed so far-fetched, like, so, like, not going to happen. And 20 years later, I was excited to be like, oh, I wonder how much of this is, like, kind of what we're doing nowadays. And a lot of it, shockingly enough, like, it's kind of what we're going through these days in 2024. So I thought that was really cool to kind of see what the 90s take on the future would be like. It's crazy when you think about it because we just picked this movie because it's Smart House and we loved it at yeah. growing up. And it's nuts how, especially with like ChatGBT, I mean, obviously we've had Alexa and Siri around for a hot minute, but it is nuts that all of these things, like we're actually living in it now. I mean, granted, they can't do some of the things that Pat does and we'll get into that, but we're kind of, 
I are maybe we are in the smart house age a little I, bit. I think we are because I remember there was kind of like remember there was like the scene where the dad goes on like a video call and it like pops up on his uh, wall and I was like in the back in the day I was like well that's crazy it's like that's what we're doing right now basically. <laughs> it's yeah it was like literally Zoom and just holograms everywhere and like well we're kind of there yeah. I guess so in a weird way yeah uh, I feel like. It was, it was really cool because I think back in the day, so the writer of this movie like actually studied NASA technology because he wrote this one in Xenon. And I just think mm. it's really cool because I'm like, okay, that was in like 99 and now here we are and we've got most of these things. I still wish we could figure out a way to actually have AI cook dinner <gasps> and grocery shop because that would be amazing. Uh, but I guess they can tell us the weather. So that's pretty cool. I mean, the only thing I could see is like, I guess we can we can Instacart something to our house now, but then we have to then we have to make it. Um, yeah, no, I thought that um, I thought you know what? Now that you brought that up, there is um, so first of all, Pat, who is the AI in the house when she's making the food, I drooled over that as an adult. But didn't it kind of remind you of Spy Kids? That's like, and remember in Spy Kids, they kind of have that little box where they press something and food comes up or oh yeah. yes i know i was like come on guys because i think spy kids came out like only three years later I'm like if we can predict all the other technologies let's predict this one because i just want a hamburger to be made for myself <laughs> at 2 a.m you know imagine how creepy would it be if pat was actually named like alexa or something and I you're like wait a second <laughs> wait wait a second <laughs> i was thinking I've literally, though, gone into my apartment and be like, hey, Alexa, look up a chicken recipe or something like that. I'm always, and, I'm like, set an alarm, you know, yep. like, wake me up. And now we get we get to do that. And, yeah. okay, so we'll obviously get into family, family dynamics, but we're talking about Pat, who is this AI in this smart house. And she can do a lot of, I, I guess we can call her a she. She can do a lot of things. Um, what was your favorite aspect of it like her favorite thing that she could do so my absolute favorite thing was and i i remember this from a kid and i definitely have thought about it every single year is she can turn the walls into whatever type of environment you want um so essentially there is a scene at the beginning of the movie when they first walk into the smart house and they're in an African safari and this elephant comes charging at them. They can smell the Serengeti. And I was just thinking, Kelsey, wouldn't that be so cool to just come home and have that wall and have it like a cozy Christmas fire in like Iceland with snow falling? Oh my, <laughs> I also LOL because the two of us have actually done that. Where we... <laughs> well, yes, we actually have, you're right. We had a really bad day at work one day and we just honestly sat in silence for probably almost an hour just watching like one of those youtube christmas it was <laughs> it, it, it had a whole like i'm not even kidding we just we caught ourselves looking at the screen for a good amount of time and then we were like wait where did we just go like, wait what we happened just, like zoned out for an hour watching fake snowfall and it was summertime <laughs> it was christmas in july christmas in july yeah no it's that's i think so that was my yeah that's my favorite too. Like I'd love like the beach scene when oh, the yeah. mist comes out and they're clearly <laughs> there. The walls kind of freaked me out though. Honestly, a lot of Pat freaked me out like the house wise because I just didn't understand how it worked. And maybe I'm just not smart enough, but like there's a mini golf scene, right? So as Ian said, these walls, for those of you who haven't watched in a while can change. 
and they're actually mini golfing. And sometimes the ball will go into the wall, but then sometimes it doesn't. Or she has these weird floor absorbers and sometimes it can absorb a cup and then sometimes it can't. Like I was very confused by logistics. Um, but again, I think I'm, I'm just thinking about it too much. No, and I should I just think... enjoy it for what it is. No, that's 100% valid, honestly. Um, and yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it in a while, so essentially, I guess Pat. So Pat is what we would call the Alexa but of the house, but in the entire house. And so she's programmed to do almost every single chore for this family um, when it comes to cooking, to cleaning, which we can get into, <laughs> um, all of that. So anything that you need, Pat will do. Um, but yeah, I agree. I didn't know how these floors could suck in actual like plates and knives and forks. And it's like, wait, so could it suck in me if it malfunctioned? All I'm saying is, as I'm sure a lot of you remember, when Pat goes crazy at the end, I'm like, this is morbid. I'm like, can she suck like dead bodies into this floor? <laughs> like, could she do a crime and like clean it up uh, pretty easily? Because I don't know. It gets creepy. And... I think we just found a, like a new spinoff for like the sci-fi channel or something. This is like, that's a, Kelsey, that's like a really good concept. And like no one knows because it's the smart house and all the residents disappear, but they can't find the bodies. And that's actually, that could, I could see that like HBO contact us. We've got, we've gotten, we've got contact. an idea. HBO contact us. Whoever came up with this smart house movie, please do not. But I mean, this could, get sued. <laughs> we do not want to get sued, but this can turn cynical real fast. I, this, I mean, this entire house, um, as we see when she goes haywire, but um, yeah, it's it was. I thought that was really bizarre. Um, but okay, so before, so we have this crazy house, um, and then we see this family in a normal house. Um, mom, uh, no, there is no mom. Uh, yeah. There is no mom. Mom is unfortunately um, passed away. Yeah. There's a dad, an older brother, and a younger sister. Um, and we kind of start to see family dynamics right away. Did you like them? Did you think they were like typical Disney? You know, I don't know. I, I, well, yes, I did like them. But what's so interesting about Disney that you and I have kind of come to realize is like the family dynamics and families in general can be very hit or miss. Um, you know, like very rarely do we find a family that we love at all. Like, right? Like if we had um, in Johnny Tsunami, like the dad kind of sucked. Or in um, in Brink, the mom was great, the dad sucked. I thought that every single family member was really great in this movie. Um, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Um, I thought it was one of the better Disney families that we've seen, and I especially love the dad as an adult now. It, yeah, I do have to say, this family I thought was really awesome. I thought that they all had flaws, but then you're, they're also lovable at the end of the day, and you just... you. Again, like this is, I did not remember this as a kid, but this movie gets deep. Like it goes into, yeah, it's a crazy house that is, you know, this AI house that kind of goes nuts, but they cover a lot of other issues in this movie that I did not remember. Um, so I was really glad we got to like kind of follow this family around because you do, you like them. Um, but again, it's like a lot of dealing with like grief and, a lot of these deep issues and how they're all kind of going through it. And um, yeah, I did not remember any of that as a kid. So 
I guess shout out to Disney because I don't I I'm I mean when I texted you last night I think I cried honest to god I think I cried maybe three times throughout this whole movie which is crazy for a decom like genuinely heartfelt cried because mm -hmm. of it was a lot I don't blame you I mean yeah it was really sad and I spoke about this to you earlier and this might be a very unpopular opinion um like a very personal opinion but that was the one downside of the well there are more than one but that was the one major downside of the movie um you know i i did as i've said on here you know i have had a mom who's gotten really sick twice in her life and so i mean just watching those scenes where he misses her mom like i just couldn't help but just feel so bad for all those kids who are probably watching who don't have a mom um i understand that not everything can be so happy sunshine and rainbows all the time but I thought that, that it went a little too above and beyond in terms of how sad it got. But that's just me. No, there were definitely moments where, I mean, again, when, so Ben is the older brother and he's the one that misses his mom the most, his younger sister. Unfortunately, she was just really young when she passed away. So she just doesn't really remember. Um, and it seems like him and his dad, they're great, but they don't really talk about this maybe as much as they should. And so he's just secretly watching home videos in his room and it's of his mom and waterworks, waterworks. As a kid, I don't think it hit me as hard, but yeah. as an adult, oh my God, sobbing. Um, yeah. So just really endearing. And Ben is kind of, I'd say Ben's kind of like the main character that we follow throughout the whole movie, Ryan Merriman's character um great debut great debut into the decom family oh that's right this was his first i i don't know why i thought that luck of the irish was older than this movie so this yeah this is one of the first decoms today wow he that was a really good performance for one of his first uh like actual movies then shout out to ryan he, I, shout out to ryan i feel like he crushed it and it just set him up for i mean luck of the irish and then well, we don't really like to talk about this one, but like end of Ring ringless light, which was kind of a weird one. <laughs> there was like talking dolphins or something, but you know what? He hit it out of the park with luck of the Irish. So way to go smart house for setting, for setting him up for that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, his character, yeah, he is the main character. Uh, again, his character does have some flaws, but overall really enjoyable. And then the other sibling is actually played by uh, Katie Volding. And so Katie Volding was in Brink. She plays Brink's little sister, and she also plays Ryan's little sister, which her name is uh, Angie Cooper in this one. Um, so I know that I found her a little bit annoying in this movie, but I think that just goes to show that that actress is like, she plays the little sister to a T perfectly. Perfectly I, to a T. Yes. I think I had PTSD because we both didn't like her in Brink and I was expecting, she played a very similar character in this one, but I actually, I liked her. I liked her in this one. I feel like they gave her better one-liners where she wasn't super annoying. Like she, it was... Like, even when Ben's saying goodbye to his crush and she's like, come on, Romeo. I, I was like, okay, like, I'm liking that they're giving her, like, sassy lines and not just, like, the annoying sister. Like, she starts off super annoying when she wants to, like, have Ben check her spelling and do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Brink all over. Uh, but I like, I like that they, I feel like they made her better in the end. But again, she's, again, I don't know if it's, like, a niche character, but she plays the annoying younger sister very well. So <laughs> She does. Sorry, when you said the spelling, I just couldn't 
I couldn't help but think of the spelling, uh, the, the spelling bee that you were in, um, that you spoke about on our Girl vs. Monster episode. <clears throat> embarrassing this girl could spell us under the table yeah oh already i'm like oh yeah even the word she was going through i'm like yep way to go because i probably <laughs> couldn't do that so. um but yeah no i thought that they were really good siblings um and the last family member is nick cooper who is the father and actually so this is really interesting and i'd love to hear your take on this too this is the character where my opinion on him actually completely changed as an adult compared to as a kid. I think I remember as a kid, I kind of villainized him because I was like, how dare you try to replace their mom? Um, but as an adult, I'm like, you know, I understand it's very hard that he lost a loved one four to five years ago, but the dude's just trying to meet another person in life mm -hmm. and meet another companion and... Honestly, like he had a pretty tough job raising those two kids. So I really did enjoy him as an adult. Um, there is just one scene where he gave me the ick. And I think that you probably know which scene this is. I, I think uh, I know exactly what it he is. He opens up I, the newspaper. Is it, oh, wait, is it the right scene? Oh, okay. Oh no, well, I have another one. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. We're usually like spot on. We're like, yes, this is it. Um, so there's a scene where Ryan's character... Uh, ben, he applies for the family to win this smart house. Um, that's how the movie opens up. They win the smart house. And of course, it's broadcasted in the daily newspaper. The father picks up the newspaper and he's like, all right, let me check out this smart house to see if it's worth it. And then he sees um, mm -hmm. the woman. Oh, my God. What is her? Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. Barnes. And he goes beautiful and it's like let's go and it just really gave me the ick that i'm like of course this man is like no uh the house we're not going to do the house but oh this woman's hot let's go like i was just like that's a very i, I could see a, a like a 40 year old adult male writing that <laughs> it okay i know we're not on the same page but it's pretty much the same page because mine was also an ick with sarah because one i yeah i thought he was kind of a tool for being like oh we'll just move into this crazy house because i have a crush on this yeah. woman that i've never met and then the second one mine was when he took sarah on a date and <laughs> she's like oh like let's go get dessert i'm just craving something chocolate and he's like oh perfect and he pulls <laughs> out of his back pocket a warm hershey kiss and he's and it was just so ick 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 ick. I'm like I don't want to eat this Hershey Kiss. It just who? How long has that been in your back pocket? How long has that been in your jeans? I don't want to eat that. And then he just uses it as a ploy to kiss her. I, nope, nope. Yeah, that you nope. know what? Looking back at it, that's that's a pretty like come on, dude. What are you thinking? Scene. Um, he also okay. Last thing I'll say about him because he I do like this character and he grew on me. But again, I think he was just really weird. Maybe they made him purposely weird around women. He says this line to Sarah when they first move into the house because she's like, oh, I've just had a, you know, he's like, why are you single? And she's like, oh, I've just had bad luck in dating and I just date crazy people, which I'm like, yeah, girl, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> but like, He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're single or else you wouldn't have time to build us this house. And I was like, okay. Whoa, thanks, okay, thanks, Romeo, Nick. calm down. <laughs> Jeez. Say less, Nick. Like, please. And why is uh, Nick single? Wow. What a gentleman. What a, what a gentleman. Um, but yeah, but ultimately, uh, you're right. He is, he did do a lot with his kids. And I feel like yeah. you, you love him at the end of the movie. Um, 
yeah, in the beginning, he's kind of aloof because he doesn't even realize. So Ben has entered this contest to win. Basically, it's a. I'm still confused by the contest. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, let's dig um, into this. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't understand the contest. So okay, there, there's just a contest out. It seems like to the general public that you can win to live in this smart house. So this AI house and Ben applies to it like a thousand times, but then you look at the website and less than 9,000 people have applied to live in this house. And so one, that's not great. That's not great PR. Like that's like terrible. And he's like, Oh, like half of those entries should be mine. Which again, I'm like, if it was in this housing market, that would be quadrupled because like, get on that. It's a free house. Oh yeah. Take it, take it. Now you're like, you need like your whole life savings. And they ask if you're going to donate a kidney and they need all of your blood type. It's just, I would enter that competition so fast right now. It's not even funny. Like it's disturbing. Um, but then yeah. they just win this. They So long story short, they win this house, but then, so are they just supposed to live in it forever now? So, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie. So once they've won the house, the family, they go into the house and they get a tour. And the dad's like, well, if we don't like this house, we're just going to move back to the old one. And I'm like, so you have two full-blown mansion, like two-story houses now? Like, I don't I don't understand. There was no contract. There, Anyway. There was no contract. I'm like, oh, so you're just going to be paying a mortgage on your other house? And that was just going to be, yeah we're just going to have that and it's going to get dusty. And if we do, yeah, we might like this one though. So maybe we'll sell that. Like, God, it's such different times right now because it's just, yeah, we'll just have two houses. It's fine. It, it is. And, it, it, and also with this house, it's kind of weird. Sorry. This is like a little too deep than necessary. Um, but wouldn't you think Ben wouldn't want to move to this house? Like because of all the memories of his mom and the old house. And like, I was just so confused as to why he was so hell bent on, moving into this smart house i mean i guess it makes sense but that was just like some it's just the the storyline didn't add up i'll leave it at that i felt i felt bad for ben because it just i'm like just talk to your dad about him maybe you're not ready for your dad to date yet and that's the whole issue here so maybe just talk to him you don't have to enter a contest into having this ai robot be your servant for everything um so i just i thought that that was kind of weird uh, but yeah, so they move into this house and then we get introduced to Sarah pretty much. You mean Jennifer is... Aniston? Jennifer Aniston? It, sorry, I looked like her kind of. That's sorry. Did it? Or am I just seeing things? Oh, I guess I could kind of see it. <laughs> sorry. I thought I ate with that. I really, I really thought that she looked like her. Okay. never mind. Oh, I can see it. No, now that you see it, I can see it. In, a like, little a bit. Shape. In, yeah. yeah, in her face shape. Yeah. okay never mind no i can totally see it now now that you say it yes i can definitely see that yeah so um but yeah now we need now we meet jennifer aniston Um, but yeah so she's the scientist or the you can tell i'm definitely not in this world whatever you call the data scientist i guess whatever who made sure Sure. i have no idea (laughs) um yeah so she gives the tool before we get into that also it was like a little confusing to me as to why they were so hell bent on choosing this family. They caught him like five times. And I would have thought they're like, okay, let's move on to the next family. But they this didn't. is the, 
the most poorly run contest. Like they, if we, again, obviously the two of us are in the marketing world. If we were like, hey guys, we're going to spend billions of dollars to build this smart house. We're just going to build one of them and that's it. We're going to host a contest though. And we'll probably get millions of entries and we get less than 9,000 entries. <laughs> and, then, and then the only press that we get is that there'll be an article in the newspaper about this family moving in. And then after that, that's it. That's the only press we get after investing billions into this one piece of technology. We would be fired. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of like something similar that I've experienced, but, um, but, but yeah, there are, there are some pretty bad marketers in this world. You and I have discovered so. Oh my God. But yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, so this poorly run competition. Um, but I'm glad that the Coopers won because then we wouldn't mm -hmm. have Smart House. But one thing that really stood out to me is, so Ben's at school when he finds out he wins. He goes, it's like, dang, times have changed. He goes to a phone booth to call his dad. And his dad is like, really and pulls up the newspaper that is like so foreign to us these days it was i was like oh we are back in the 90s like yeah. with the like that whole sequence yeah like payphone answering machine newspaper I'm like god what a it really was such a different time it was just it really it's crazy was. and if that happened today we would probably hop onto our phone facetime and while we're facetyping google it to see who the who the winner was so yeah i mean we really have come a long way. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's how we the Coopers find out that they win the house. They meet Sarah. <laughs> so we meet Sarah. She's, I, I did, I really liked Sarah. I thought she was really smart, but also just a good person. Like she got the fact that Ben would sometimes be mean to her because it's very obvious that Nick, his dad, had a crush on her. Um, I thought she was really good, really mature, funny. Um the only thing I didn't get about Sarah was like, and I, maybe I, did I miss something in the movie? Like why did she have this like random pet mouse that would just be let loose and why she built this amazing house, right? Everything you could want, all AI technology, but she purposely builds like little mouse holes in the wall so that this mouse can run around. I didn't, I was like, I'm missing something. I'm not getting something because why, why does it need to have like vermin in the house? I have no idea unless it's like some analogy for like a mouse in a trap. I don't know. Cause that did oh. not need to, like, that's my only thing that I can like think of. Like, it's like a, you know these the, again this is way too deep but the coopers you know how they do like tests on mice before they like bring oh, them out to the no. public well maybe the coopers were like the test in this house before this got spread out to the public you and i are creating okay. a dark movie okay you just <laughs> ate that that was <laughs> oh my god that makes so much sense i don't oh know my... i don't know maybe but <laughs> We need to actually think about like the sinister version of this movie because I think we could actually do it. No, I this is could. like an H24 film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not kidding. <laughs> what do we call it? Like, 
I was gonna say like taken, but obviously that's already taken. <laughs> You're like, we're gonna call this Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> no, that's so smart. Oh my god. Um but yeah, so that was genius. And then, so yeah, we were in this house, I guess. And things start going, things are going well. Oh yeah. When they first get here. Things are going well. Chores are getting done. Still kind of weird. Um. Oh my God though. The other things, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I promise I'll get off the sinister train. But it's so crazy, right? So Sarah introduces them. She's like, all right, you're the family that's going to be living here. You can eat dinner by the ocean or like go on a safari. And then she, she's like, so it's all fun and games. And then she doesn't even tell Angie. Angie just puts her hand into this thing. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden she it gets, she gets shocked basically. And they took a blood sample of this girl. Now they have her entire medical history. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not great. <laughs> like That's a little yeah. bit of invasion of privacy and without even asking. So uh, Pat clearly doesn't care about HIPAA laws. Um, well, because Pat works for the U.S. government and they put a chip in her. Okay? <laughs> yes. I hate to break it to you, but... <laughs> this whole thing was just to get people's medical records and to get them on file. <laughs> God, that's so sinister. Um, oh! Ooh! Our A24 remake of this movie, Sinister House. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sinister House. I love but, it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was a pretty dark... I didn't even think about that. Um, that was pretty dark. But, like, besides that, though... I think that we kind of grow to love Pat, right? Like, mm. I mean, I also, uh, again, you're going to be like, why did you like harp on this? But I just thought it was weird when they were like, so we're in this new house. She can make you whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> for a snack. What do you want? And then the, 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 the sister slash daughter's like, one banana orange smoothie, please. I'm like, what? Like, girl, get Thanksgiving dinner. Like, What's what are we banana doing? Banana orange, I've never ever well maybe at its norm but i've never been like god i could go for a banana orange smoothie right now low-key sounds good though might make one tonight who knows <laughs> it did look good i'm also i'm just so confused by logistics wise because even sarah said oh well pat has enough ingredients for them to live in here for months and they'll never have to go outside and again i'm like why why is this house so weird right off the bat and at one point when pat malfunctions because Angie wants another smoothie. Um, she just starts chucking like hundreds of oranges at this family. I'm like, what is your orange supply for this house? Where are you housing all of these groceries? And what what goes on in the basement? Because now we've got all of these ingredients coming up from the basement, yet we can also suck anything down into the basement. So I don't even want to know what's going on down there. I don't know. And like, and this, not to be like, well, actually, but this, <laughs> this movie takes place in California and a lot of California homes don't have basements. Oh, uh, true. A lot of earthquakes and every, yeah, there's, there's attics in California, not basements. Um, so just have to say that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're storing, like unless that has like a direct route to like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, I don't know. But one thing I do know is, could you imagine how nice this house would have been to actually live in during quarantine, though? Oh, my God. You, it would have been perfection. You could right. have gotten anything you wanted. Your new, like, even, 
you know, she would have been able to know your temperature the entire time. And it would have just been, you could watch any movie anywhere, play any video game yeah. on any wall. Oh, that would have been the life. Oh, oh my God. This just made me think of this. How in, okay. How I really, I made a note. How did you feel about this moment when it seemed so foreign to us right back in the nineties? But so the dad is working um, on this project and Pat at one point is like, don't physically go to work. Like you save time on your commute. You're going to be more productive at home. Just work from home. And I was like, Pat, I Pat. love you. Pat, yeah. like, and the dad was like, that's so weird. Like, why would I not go to the office? I'm like, don't do it. Don't ever go back. So shout yeah. out Pat for starting work from home. The first one to do it. Honestly, and that actually brings up to my like next point, like when um, Sarah Barnes is like, oh, and my next invention is going to be a smart office. I was like, hell, hell no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, we're not. No, absolutely not. And the daughter was like, well, I want a smart school. And I was like, oh, yes, let's get yes. some smart schools. That is so dystopian, like. I'm not, there's no, I mean, I guess the Google offices are a smart office, uh, but absolutely not, Sarah. You're going to stay in that smart house and that's going to be your last invention. Do you understand me? <laughs> Do you understand? Uh, you're going to go home. You're just going to play with your mouse and you're just, you're going to forget all of this happened because nobody's got time for that. Nobody's going into a smart office. Could you imagine like a virtual like Pat Boss or something? Who would always just constantly be watching you and constantly looking at your KPIs and all. No, no, absolutely not. That's, I mean, they're in for a rude awakening if they browse our history of just like decoms <laughs> and like Eras tour or like SZA's new album. <laughs> the amount of high school musical things I have on my computer. It's embarrassing. Like if anyone ever saw this, <laughs> oh my God. One, they'd probably just, yeah, take my job away. Are you sure you were a grown adult? Because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> so like, uh, you said that there was an adult in this residence? <laughs> um, I don't Has this happened to you? Have your Google, you, like, you know how it has, like, Google, like, news articles that pop up for you on your Google home screen now on your oh, phone? Oh, yeah. Have yours turned decom? I get decom ones. I got decom ones. I get a lot of Vanessa Hudgens ones, but that would make sense. That would make that checks checks out like zach really, efron yeah. but i guess like he's popular right now so but they they're watching us all the time pat pat's watching us this was just that's smart house i feel like maybe that yeah it was just supposed to get us ready for when the ai revolution was gonna happen i mean kelsey couldn't can't you see elon musk or somebody like legitimately being like i live in the world's first ai home like i'm not kidding i think that can happen in the next five years I mean, if it's nuts to think about, because I'm like, okay, we so clearly we don't have all the technology that Pat has, but we have drivable cars. Like you can get an Uber without a human driver, oh, yeah. which is nuts. So I feel like almost a home would be easier oh, than completely. something that's moving. I, I I love how like, well, I'm not speaking for you, but I'm speaking for myself. I love how like, I'm like, yeah, that's like really crazy and just kind of dystopian. Like, when can I get that? I know. <laughs> So like what what do you think market value will be? I mean, we wouldn't have to pay for like Eris tour or Beyonce tour tickets. Like you could just have Pat just have your whole living room be the tour. But that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Oh my god. And Ticketmaster would love it because they would be able to sell so many tickets and they'd probably sell mm -hmm. them at that exact same price. Mm -hmm. And it would be like the IMAX feature. Yeah. Oh my god, they'd make a killing. <laughs> 
Yeah, Don't let but, them know. They'll, they'll fund all these smart houses. Uh, yeah, but what they can't charge is for my banana orange smoothie, though, that I'm going to be having <laughs> while I'm watching Taylor Swift. Um, sorry, I need, to, I need to, like, cut this girl some slack. It's a healthy snack, okay? It's a healthy snack. I feel like it was very much a, a 90s snack. I remember, like, smoothies were, like, such the, like such a thing. <laughs> Maybe they were. Maybe it was just like, I, I just remember we got a smoothie store in my town and it was like the lines were so long and just to get like a mid like strawberry smoothie and it was like, okay. Jamba Juice but is we, cool. Oh yeah, you guys had Jamba Juice. We weren't that cool. We had, my my middle school, I had Jamba Juice every, every Thursday was delivered to school. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. But they only had like the Razzmatazz, the tro- I know all of them. Razzmatazz, the tropical version, and then the Cold Buster were the three that we could choose from. Oh, how how dare they? <laughs> yeah, I was like, God, fine, I'll do Razzmatazz this week. What do you want, Connor? Um, Meanwhile, mine, they're like chucking a bologna sandwich at your face, and they're like, Well, you don't want it. Go hungry. Go hungry. New England versus the West, I guess. <laughs> The West, we're like, coddle you, New England. You're like, uh, you know what? Figure it out on yourself. Um, but yeah, no, you know, Pat, like, very, we fall in love with Pat kind mm-hmm. of at the beginning. Um, and then, I don't know why I forgot about this, but then everything starts to kind of go downhill, right? Um, and this is when Ben <laughs> programs Pat. I completely... How did you feel about all of this? I don't know what... I was on as a kid, um, maybe just like too many Skittles, honestly, but it was, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't know, I just like, I would always like eat like Skittles or M&Ms and watch DCOMs, I was too really cool. Too many Hershey's cool. kisses. Too many, oh, <laughs> give me a break. Um, I don't remember him doing this at all. Okay, I wanted your thoughts on this too. I don't remember her, him reprogramming her, but then the show's. Where he's like, okay, I want Pat to be as motherly as possible. So I'm going to feed her these 1950 shows. Did you, what did you think of the titles of these shows? And what the hell could these shows actually be about? Well, like, for, well, for one, I honestly was like, did I just switch to a horror movie? Like, what is this? It was so, and also, okay, I don't, I'm not trying to sound ageist, but like, these people clearly were kids in like the 50s and 60s who wrote this right oh clearly because also like i remember watching nick at night or something but i would never think like oh i want the brady bunch to be what i want as a family you know what i mean like in the 90s like ben was 13 years old in the 90s so i don't know why he was like we need all of these 1950s mom like and the titles were so bizarre. Like the last one he uploads is like Noah's Matriarch. It's <laughs> like, what? Are you serious? I'm it. sorry, I didn't even see that. I took like <laughs> four notes during this whole movie, and I just wrote Noah's Matriarch WTF. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what do you think he, and maybe this show had not come out yet, but, like, Malcolm in the Middle, or, like, Cosby Show, or something for, like, Good Mother, like, not some 1950s Mad Men type, like, what? Like, Prince of Bel-Air, anything. Like, there's so many family shows, Growing Pains, like, so many things. Full House, Full House. Full House. 
Yeah. That like they're not a stereotypical family. Like I was very bizarre. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very bizarre. But what's even more bizarre is <laughs> that this <laughs> Sarah, who's the smartest, like one of one of the smartest people in America to make Pat and make this house was able, she made a code that a 13 year old boy could crack in <laughs> maybe four minutes. He like, <laughs> when he hacks into the house, like, first of all, I think that this hack is like even better than Girl vs. Monsters when she hacks into the basement, but he hacks into this room and he's like, he's like, okay, let me see. This is the code. This is how Pat, let me just do this. Took him four minutes. He's out of there. <laughs> what? I couldn't believe it. Like, so all of this house is controlled by this control room that is ironically in the house, which I feel like is not a good idea. This 13-year-old boy comes up with his dad's, like, drill and just takes out the, like, just takes out the the plaque and then gets in. And then I felt like it was, like, such a typical Disney moment where he's like, all right, like, you know, where they're, like, excessively typing in. They're just like, all right, like, I broke him past the guard. Like, okay, now I just got to, like, figure out the password, blah, 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 blah. And... We're in. And I'm just oh like, my this god! So dumb. Have you seen the TikToks making fun of that? Like <laughs> Disney shows, be like, "We're in." It's so. Again, maybe there needs to be some type of like. I'm sure we could do like face recognition, like some yeah. type of security measures, so that a 13 year old boy. I mean, honestly, though, for a 13 year old boy, though, too, I'm. No offense to him, but like he could have done, I done worse things. So, uh, I'm glad he went with the 1950s route. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, I don't know. <laughs> Genuinely crying. Um. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey. What movie are you making in your? Head? You know what? I just, I it's Saltburn. I swear to God, Saltburn did salt things to me. One. Yeah. Um, so, um, on that anyway. note, I, I, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, but I thought Pat was kind of already semi motherly to begin with. I thought she did a great job, like being like making the kids feel comfortable, you know? Um, so he like upped it up a notch and put a little dose of sexism in there um, and created a, <laughs> created a new moment with Pat. Yeah. This was so unnecessary. Um, and then, yeah, this is when we start to see Pat take a turn and suddenly she's like, oh, I want the kids to have fun. Fun is something that a mom should want her kids to have, I guess. And she goes through Ben's email, which I'm like, okay, Pat. Uh, she goes through his email list without him knowing and invites everyone over. And I was like, if this is not the most like toxic friend you've ever had, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we're gonna have a party. I already texted everyone. They'll be over in five minutes. Um, including his two best friends who never told him or asked him about the party. Right, I was like, you never once, like, emailed him and were like, hey, like, did you realize you invited the entire school to your house? <sighs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's, like, that's when she... That's, a, that's when she's, like, fun pat, right? So it starts off with, again... I guess she, yeah, she hid it from the dad. Um, and I was like, wait, why would you hide it from the dad? But then I'm like, well, Ian, of course you're going to hide that you're throwing a party with like 50 12-year-olds in your house from the father. Um, but before the party 
gets going. This is where we're introduced to the mini golf scene, which has stuck with me since I was a kid. All of her walls turn into kind of like a... Did you guys have like Cracker Jacks out here? Yes. Yeah, kind of like a Cracker Jacks where there's like mini golf, arcade. um, And it looks, I'm sorry. I was like, that looked amazing. It looked so much fun. I'm like, you don't even, if I was a 13 year old kid, I don't even need a party at that point. Well, first of all, I'm just so awkward anyways. Give me Dave and Buster's in my home. I'm set. I don't need, like, I'm having fun. It's awesome. I'm still confused about logistics of like where the golf ball went. But I'm not going to question it, though, because I have full trust in Pat. I'm sure she figured it out. Um, But it looked so fun. And then his two friends come over. And this is the only scene I remember as a kid. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why I remember this. But they turn on. He's like, all right, Pat. Like, And I forget what he said, but it was so corny. But he's like, put on some fun kick butt put on some kick butt tunes or something. And she puts on, and I want to know what you think about this. She puts on five as singing like, do you want to get down? Do you want to get funky? Five was such a risque band back in the day. Like why did Disney, like this song isn't, but five should be thanking their lucky stars that Disney included them in this because it is wild to me. That they included the band five in this. I have to be honest with you. I've ne- I don't know who five is. Okay. Um, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I believe in you. Okay. Baby, when the lights go out, every single work in Hot Express, the love and tenderness. <laughs> I've never heard that song. <laughs> okay. I've never heard that song. Are they like a like an sync or like a Backstreet Boys kind of? They were like a mediocre in sync Backstreet Boys. They always wanted to be, but they just never made it. But they were so. But they were like the bad ones. They were the ones that like oh. talked about sex and talked about like. Oh. They were like five bad boys with the power to rock you. Like <laughs> all it's like I'm not gonna go into Five's album, but shocked, shocked that Disney was like you know what this is the band we're gonna have. Well, that's actually kind of interesting that you bring that up because when they said, like, let's have fun, like, what do young kids like to have fun? Didn't they show, like, the 1999 Woodstock? (laughs) (laughs) Where, like, multiple people OD'd? Like, they showed that in the background. I was like, wait, what? So I don't know what was on with Disney. Wait. I just, I didn't even realize that too. Yeah. They 100% were like Woodstock and everyone's doing drugs and getting naked. And I'm like, these are underage children. Like what? Can, can I, can I um, go in on old Disney for one second? Yes. Like who the heck? And I, again, I don't think it was Disney. It was more so the affiliates, but it's like, so they were not okay with an interracial kiss a year before with, um, don't look under the bed. But then when they get brought to the table, they're like, we're actually going to show this festival where multiple people died and then have this risky band. They're like, okay, sure. I don't see a problem. Well, oh my God. While we're on the topic of it, cause it just goes in line. So eventually like, and we'll go back to the party, but I just mm. have to bring this up. Cause it, it just goes like the B roll that Pat shows them is nuts. So when she turns crazy and she's like, I don't want you getting out of this house because it's nuts out there. She shows imagery of like Nazi parades, of the atomic bomb going off. And I was like, what was Disney thinking? Like, this what? Is, this is a hot take. 
And I'm sure we this answer might get revised as we explore more and more Disney's, but was this like low-key the most risque Disney movie? I think it I think it might be. Because no other movie we've touched on. No. None. Yeah, none of them show Nazis or atomic bombs. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But what just, was Disney thinking? What was Disney thinking? We're going to deal with death. We're going to be deal with like the most extreme issues that this world has ever known that are terrible. And then we're just going to throw some drugs and parties in there too. <laughs> and, then ne- and then next scene, we're going to cut to <laughs> this dance move. <laughs> it's fine. We're just going to do some line dancing. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's yeah, gonna they, know. Like, they'll forget all about the bombs and the war crimes that we just showed. Um, <laughs> the the literal genocide. Um, Sinister House. Sinister House. Coming to a theater near you. Um, yeah, so this party, though. Um, this is the party. I will say, you know, Pat, you do throw a good party. Yes. Um, it looked really fun. I'm a 30-year-old male. I was like... <laughs> This is a fun party. I would like this type of music and light show for my 31st birthday. Like, good job, Pat. Um, but there is one controversial scene in this, and that is when Pat <laughs> decides to, like, physically assault a 14-year-old kid. She, like, straight up electrocutes this kid. I... <laughs> Wait, also, side note... Safety issues, like, so she just invites at least, like, a 100 kids over to this party, right? If she's a smart house and she wanted the kids to have fun, I love how she put Angie in charge of being basically the person at the door. Just, like, being the bouncer of this whole party. And be like, yeah, I'm going to put the tiniest kid and just, like, the biggest safety issue. And she's going to be the one. It's like, yeah, go go do it, Angie. Like, I'm a smart house and I can kick people out, but... Go ahead. You do at the front door. So weird. Honestly, if so, if I was going to a party and someone like Angie was like, "You're not on the list," I'd be like, "Listen, you little brat, like get out (laughs) of my way," you know? Like I'm twice your size, and I've got some flirting to do with some middle school boys. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah, but those girls were just like those girls were like, ah, dang it, okay. Um, but yeah, no. So what were what was your take on this bully scene? Or did you have something before that? No, I, in my head, I, I remember being, when I watched this as a kid, I was like, oh, Pat was like such a baddie. Like she told him that was amazing. And now looking at it now, it was so lame besides, I mean, granted besides the electrocution part, cause like that actually could have killed him. Um, but like the hologram skull that just came out of the wall and it was like, I thought that was kind of. I was like, Pat, I think we can do better than this. Like, you literally have a claw arm outside. Like, grab him and chuck him out the window. Like, you eventually do that. Just do it. It? Yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't think I was like, I don't know. I guess my adult brain was rewatching this scene and I was like, well, there's a liability. Your ass is getting sued. That's never going (laughs) to get launched again. Um, But this was before smartphones. Oh, smart home, smartphone. God, I'm dumb. Oh my. No, I I just <laughs> thought of that too. I was like, oh yeah. Like, okay. Well, that, I, but we're, st- learn- we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. 
Yeah, but I'm but I I did think that like I did think that the bully deserved it. Um so we didn't really touch upon this, but this guy is just mean to Ben for absolutely zero reason throughout the entirety of the film. He tries to embarrass him in front of the girl that he likes and he always forces him to do his homework. Um until Ben moves into the smart house and has AI do the homework for him, which I'm like we are in the future. We are uh, in the future. <laughs> we are in the future. But I I did have some reservations watching that scene as an adult, but I low-key was happy when he got thrown out. Not gonna lie. I was happy. I did feel bad because I'm like, oh, you can tell this is old school Disney because they're like, listen, like this kid's a bully. So he clearly has issues, but we're not going to worry about his issues. We're just going to make fun of him and brutally embarrass him in front of the whole school and then physically assault him. And then that's it. Problem solved. Oh my God. This is the most risque Disney movie, Ian, because- I just completely forgot about this too. He punches Ben in the face at one point. Oh yes, he does. That's right. When the father tells him to stand up to the bully. Like we don't see it in the movie, but then it just goes to the next scene and he's got a shiner. He's got a huge black eye. So now we got, we can add violence to the list too. Oh yeah. This movie's like PG 13. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is there any, is there any physical fight? in a decom movie that we have or like at least alluding to it that we've covered so far i don't think so i don't think so i mean the only one i could possibly think of and maybe i'm misremembering is like beach team beach movie where they like but it's like a dance seat but it's like a come on it's like a dance sequence right like yeah no this is all right very very bizarre um yeah i guess they were not messing around uh in the 90s but so then she kicks the boy out and we have this amazing party um and then but the kicker for me was how the dad found out about the party (laughs) i know so pat just tells the kids again i don't understand these floorboards she's like just kids put everything on the floor and i'm gonna suck it all away and so i'm like how is all this stuff getting sucked away but like the furniture is not getting sucked away the kids aren't getting sucked away is there like a weight limit that she could, I, I don't, I don't get it, but they forgot to, uh, Ben's crush just when she was line dancing, she just threw her little sweater onto a plant cardigan. cardigan. And, uh, that's how the dad finds out, which I would be thinking different things if I was a dad. And there was one girl's cardigan again, maybe it's the salt burn in me now, but like, I would not be thinking, Oh, he had a party. I'm like, Oh, he had a girl over. And why, why are there items of clothing on the floor, like, all over? Okay, salt burn, Kelsey. (laughs) As I was, like, my, my, I was, I I literally thought you were going to be, like, yeah. Uh, He he would uh, jump to, like, oh, is this Angie's? I didn't know she had this jack, this shirt. Oh, that too. That that is much, that is a much better explanation. (laughs) But it's, it's smart house. So, I mean, it's sinister house, right? Like, that's sinister house. Yeah, that was kind of uh, that was kind of shocking. But he didn't. Um, <laughs> the I will have to say, the dad could have been a lot harsher on them. Like I think he was like pretty. He got mad, obviously, but he was he was a good he was a good father about it. He was a good dad about it, and I do think. I mean, so he was he was a good dad, but it's also I just think hilarious when he finds out that Pat's the one that threw the party, and he's just like. Well, I'm really disappointed in you, Pat. (laughs) 
I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he's like refusing to believe this house is human, but now he's disappointed. And it's just, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was funny. Um, but then this is where she turns nuts. This is like, where it gets legit. Like, this scary. is where it gets like legitimate scary. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it actually kind of gets creepy. It it gets really creepy. And I don't think I realized how creepy it was as a kid. So again, who you know what? We're on to something. The US government built this house. Because tell me why. <laughs> tell me why a smart house for a family with young children needs shocks on the doors so you can't get out like on the door handles you get shocked and then you need plates of like metal to come down over the doors that gets bolted in why do you need this it i like the only yeah wait the shocks is crazy because i was like oh is this like a protecting thing like in case there's like a robbery but like I don't know why Sarah's character would program this into the house unless maybe Pat, since she's so advanced, was able to program it herself. Oh, but yes. That's what I was kind of thinking. But all I have to say is, like, you know, as you stated, this is where Pat gets, like, absolutely, like, crazy, kind of like a lunatic. And we see Pat, like, become, like, I guess she, like, 3D prints herself um as a human and i have to say katie siegel right is mm-hmm. that yep so yes. she um she plays pat she's in sons of anarchy um she's in a bunch of other stuff sorry i don't know why that was the number one show i've jumped to it's a good but show it's, <laughs> it's a great show um but she played the role as pat so well her eyes it she has and again, please watch this again, listeners. But she has these like menacing yet caring, yet psychopathic, yet aloof eyes. Like, I don't know how she did it. She was phenomenal in that role. She crushed this role. It was she was so perfect. You're right. It was just, it was so she creepy. Everything about her was just creepy. Like, even when she pretends, I mean, she's not pretending, she really does want them to love her and wants to be their mother figure creepy but yeah it's all in the eyes it was just so bizarre and then so yeah she's basically yeah she turns as ian said into this hologram and then she's she can like duplicate herself and it's just really scary she's getting really intense so now the family (laughs) now the family is sleeping in sleeping bags like in the family room (laughs) like it was so... Also, why didn't they just go to the bathroom? Isn't she not allowed in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. She's not allowed in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, because that's where you you see Ben in the bathtub um, later on in the film texting Sarah on how to actually destroy Pat. Um, wait, quick question, though. So, yeah, they're all kind of bunkered, like, because they're kept prisoner in this home because they're <laughs> afraid that they're going to get severely hurt or die in this house um where was the golden retriever that's a very good question (laughs) they had this cute golden retriever who plays fetch with pat and i didn't see him getting protected so i hope i hope that i hope little buddy was okay he probably got sucked down into the basement no (laughs) no i know i wouldn't i'm ever i love dogs i'm sure he did he you know he didn't he did it because he's in the bathtub he is he's he's in the bathtub scene so you know he was probably just like (laughs) screw this like 
I'm going to order some smoothies. Y'all figure this out with this crazy woman. And I'm just going to be over here eating some snacks. Can I just say, before we get into this really quickly, though, uh, not to backtrack, but the scene where Pat is, like, throwing oranges all over the house, that poor dog is getting, like, navel oranges, like, pelted at it. <laughs> it just, no one, no one cares. And, yeah, you know what? Yeah, they really need to, the dog, the dog was a really sub-character, but yeah, they um they need to be better dog owners. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, you know, okay. but he, but he lived, he, he lived. lived. Nobody was murdered in this no, movie plot twist, but no, no one was murdered because of Ben's brilliant plan. And I want to ask you, because I think my favorite scene in the movie is about to come up. Um, I need to ask you about this. Well, first, like <laughs> Ben is texting series. Like I have a plan. And Sarah's like, looks at her partner and goes, I love this kid, um, without even hearing what the plan is. But presumably this is Ben's plan. Every morning the paper boy comes by and throws papers in the front yard. So Sarah uses that as a distraction. And there's a little like hole in the house where her arm comes out to pick up the paper. So as the hole's opening and the arm is coming out to pick it up, Sarah sprints and then just like... <laughs> face first jumps into the house before and then the the hole barely closes before her feet get in and i just it came out of nowhere i didn't think that that was going to be ben's plan to get her in the house but i thoroughly enjoyed that scene it was really good i that was the scene though where i realized and again why why it took me this long in the movie to realize that the claw like necessary for this house like i was like you can you're a smart house like can't you go just like have them it is just for newspapers. Like this massive evil claw that can extend like hundreds of feet is just to get the newspaper. And it just seems a little weird to me that, again, I don't know why we needed this. I don't know why we needed this. It's And it's not like you're in Minnesota or something where what? it's like negative four. Like go snowing. outside. Get, yeah, get, get your steps in. Get your steps in seriously. That pack could probably count for you, honestly. Oh, that um, would be nice, though. Yeah, That'd be have really a house. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have that on our phone. Oh, that's true. Like the health, the health. I mean, we're we're, we're living. <laughs> we're living it. We're one step away from banana orange smoothie. <laughs> one banana orange smoothie, please. <laughs> anyway, but it also, like, I would feel so. And I'm not saying this because I love Sarah as a character, but I would feel so badly about myself. So now this kid, I'm listening to this 13-year-old kid's plan and to get into the house that I built, <laughs> he has already rigged the entire system and reprogrammed her after I'm assuming I've got my PhD, like I've spent years in the business. This middle school kid is just like, yeah, I just blew, blew it all up and like, it's fine. And now I'm listening to this kid on how to get in. He's already broken into the main control room once. I can't even do it once. And I've got a laser. Like she tries to laser the door off and she still gets caught. I would be like, oh. I would feel like kind of a loser. Yeah, I would feel like a loser. <laughs> Please tell me, sir, how to get into the house I built. <laughs> like... But luckily. She gets in. She gets in. And then in a, in a very cinematic way, um, Pat kind of for lack of a better word, like turns herself in because she realizes she's a psycho. 
and she's not real. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like a little bit anticlimactic of an ending, but it's it's a it's a very um I guess it was a very cordial ending, right? Because this movie's crazy. It could have gotten a little bit worse than that. But yeah, it is a very, a very cordial ending. Um, with some sort of though, I know that you spoke about this earlier, you had some mixed thoughts about the ending and like the life lessons of who Pat what, right? Like, do you want to explore that for a second? I get I I feel like I got way too deep with this movie, but I just some of the things about so this whole idea of motherhood, I feel like is one of the main aspects of this movie. And I didn't like the fact that this whole movie was like basically saying a mom you know, isn't a real person with like real emotions and feelings and likes and dislikes. It's a person that does our chores and that always makes sure that we have food. It's, it's a servant. And so I didn't like the fact that Pat just becomes their servant and she, she's just programmed to do what she wants. And the only reason why she had a bad day is because a 13 year old boy put some whack programming inside of her. So of course she's going to go nuts and it's not even her fault. And then they basically are just like, we're taking all your rights away, Pat. And now you're just going to be a servant to us forever. Because the movie ends where, like, she, she she's like, okay, yes, I, I'll go back. And, like, you can reprogram me to be the, the Pat that I was before. And so they're all eating breakfast. And it's supposed to be this happy ending. But she's clearly still, like, she knows everything that happened to her. And now she just has to take orders. And even the dad is like, Sarah says to the dad, like, oh, well, how... How are you all doing? And the dad's like, oh, it's great. Like Pat literally does everything we says and like ne never complains and just does everything. Like what? So how could it be better? And I just felt badly for Pat, which is so weird, but also just bad about like, okay. So like, that's what a mom's supposed to be. Just like a servant that like, doesn't do anything. I just thought it was weird. I'm like, oh, what did you think? I'm thinking about this way too much, but I just felt really badly for her. I mean, no, I totally agree. It kind of like, if you were to summarize this movie, it could be like, so what's Smart House about? It's like, oh, it's about this family who loses, like these kids lose their mom. And so they move into a house and then they program the house to be their, their fill-in mom. And this AI has advanced so much that it has thoughts and feelings. And then they strip it away at the end and make her be a live-in maid for them. It, it, that's kind of what the movie's about. And it's kind of cynical if you think about it as an adult. And again, I think we're probably thinking way too much into this, but. I I know we are, but like there, it's just that, and it even ends, like how you're saying, um, Pat has this way of just looking super kind and creepy all at the same time. And that's the last freeze frame of the movie where she's just trapped in this house. Like we were saying, like, she's obviously really capable of doing anything like as we're seeing even with ai today the more ai learns the smarter it gets like why couldn't sarah just be like okay we're gonna go to nasa or we're gonna go to the pentagon and you clearly have like a bunch of capabilities i'm gonna put you on a hard drive and then we can use you for national security or something like you can right. still be great like now she's just trapped in this home this one home and has to do all these chores for these people i don't get yeah. it yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot and it's kind of sad, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day though, okay, I wanted to ask you this about this movie. Okay. Would you live in that house in real life? 
if this opportunity was given to you looking back at it and knowing all you know about Pat? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love, yeah, we're like, how dare we're like, put me on the list. (laughs) Would you? So, okay. I have two answers for this. Okay. And I think you might be able to relate to me with this. If it, if I was living with other people, yes. If I was living alone, I don't think so, just because I'm afraid of anything that walks. I am afraid of my own shadow. So knowing that I would be able to sleep with like this AI that is watching me as I sleep and has all of these capabilities might actually, even though the, the pros are so good, that might just creep me out. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, I didn't think about like the watch you while you're asleep type of thing. That's really creepy. That's really, really creepy. Like, wouldn't you like, I know that as kids, we all thought this, like I would just like envision Pat or something standing on the side of my bed and I wouldn't want to like open my eyes. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot. I don't, so I don't know if I would, but if I was like- Sinister house. (laughs) Sinister house coming to a house near you, but- if yeah. I was living with Blake or my parents, then probably. I feel like, I, yeah, I you, you would definitely need people. Because it's weird, right? Like, in theory, I like the fact it's like dinner's made every night. And she can track nutrition and your health and all that. But at the same time, you're right. Like, as soon as she turns, like, I'm such a weirdo about this stuff when it comes to AI. And I know, like, I'm such a weirdo. Even on ChatGBT, every single prompt that I give it... I'm like, please, can you write this? Or like, thank you. I, cause it's when they, when the robots get going, they'll remember. They'll remember who said please and who said thank you. (laughs) I'm not kidding, Kelsey. That I have literally said, can you please rewrite this? And that thought has been in the back of my mind. (laughs) Right? Because again, I'm, I don't know. They're not, it's not like, I don't know. So I think I'd always be kind of freaked out about Pat too. Like if, she turned on you in your sleep what if she just like puts co like yep carbon monoxide like in the air like what if there's like rat poisoning like in your food like i don't know yeah we we don't know who's making that food right you're never in control of what you're consuming yeah so yeah she could easily kill you yeah we don't know who made that uh you know what i don't think i could yeah I, i would turn into a psycho I think that I would, like, realistically, like, once this gets rolled out, hopefully they'd have different tiers, and I'd get, like, the medium tier where it's, like, I don't need my food made for me, I don't need, like, I don't need, like, the security camera system in the house, like, I need a little bit of pap, but not not the whole thing, because that's way too big brothery. Yeah. Yeah, like, give me some nice movie screens. Yes. I'll, I'll take a panoramic, yeah, like panoramic, panoramic concert. But I think, I mean, because you don't even know, like, there's going to be bugs in a normal AI smart house too. So, like, I got it. Like, instead of the salt, what if it's arsenic? Like, we don't know. Yeah. What if? And then it's just like, oh, well, you signed, you signed the waiver. So, no, I don't know. Well, and then what? Like, what if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I drop something and I get sucked down and then no one knows. And then but I'm there because I'm cause, sucked down. Because that's the thing. It doesn't seem like the humans have access to whatever's mm-hmm. down there. So, and then what if like the, anyway, 
yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that we're not living in a we're not living in a smart house anytime soon. Let us know what you all think, and if you're just as crazy as us. Um, yes, but you almost got to be. You got to be these days. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like after like as we like hit end on this podcast, I just like stare like at my Alexa like for hours. Oh my god! But have you heard like Alexa's so creepy too? Or so sometimes Alexa, I've seen on TikTok, like she'll realize. I think just because she knows the time that it's late at night. And so she'll whisper. No, she instead, won't. I swear to God. I saw this one guy's TikTok and he said, I honestly, it was the creepiest thing that ever happened to me. He was like our age living in his apartment by himself. And he asked um, Alexa like to do, to like set, set an alarm or something. And he had his apartment rigged so that she could also set the lights off. So he's like, I got into my bed, like asked her to set the alarm. And then she whispers, she's like, do you want me to shut the lights off now? And like, but he was like, it was a whisper. It was a whisper. And he's like, and I, he's like, and I slept with the lights on because I couldn't do it. That is like, and there's like stories of Alexa. And I know this is just pure malfunction. Um, and by stories, I mean that it posts um, playing like creepy, <laughs> like, like it's like, this is made up lore. But anyway, but there are stories of Alexa playing like like Frank Sinatra randomly at night or like like random songs. So yeah, I think no. we're good. No, yeah, we're not. Li- no, absolutely no. I no. You and I could not live in a smart <laughs> house now that I'm thinking about it. Like, thanks for the laughs. Like, I don't even know why I asked that question. I mean, poor Blake has had to deal with. I mean, how many times have we like gone down rabbit holes? And oh we're insane God. people. Like, we are insane. So, no, we couldn't. We couldn't be left to our own devices in a house yeah. like that. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Well, I on have the- seen some of the theories that we've come up with. Um, but <laughs> um, on that note, I think that that's pretty much the gist of the movie. Overall, really fun watch. Really great movie. I guess before we kind of do our sign off, is there any last hot take of this movie that you wanted to say just like as a, as a last goodbye for this episode? I don't know what, not a hot take, but I, okay. I know that we just said how ridiculous this movie was, but I will, this is a hot take in a weird way. This movie was so much better than I thought it was going to be an old Disney. And I'm not, I feel badly because I'm not like trying to talk poorly about new Disney. Cause obviously like love Milo and all that, but there's just like, this movie really covered a lot of deep issues and the writing was good. The characters were great. Just like, kind of like what happened? Like what happened? Because it was, it's a, it holds up as Ian said, it holds up. <laughs> what happened Disney? <laughs> I mean, like even, even like past movies, like Brink, um, it kind of like, blows them out of the water in terms of just like substance and just overall acting ability acting ability storyline etc yeah i think that's a good hot take yeah it's definitely worth a watch it's worth (laughs) the watch especially if you loved it as a kid uh just yeah have some tissues ready maybe for uh, for some moments have some tissues and a smoothie um Well, on um, that note, should on we that... do our sign off? Well, I just realized, should we, before we do the sign off, 
Should we talk about life lessons that we've learned first, though? Oh, God. (laughs) Sleep with one eye open. (laughs) Big Brother's always watching. Uh, Yeah. I? It's kind of weird. There's, like, not many life lessons in this movie, uh, if any. I mean, I guess the (laughs) only thing that I can... They were... They, you know what? They tried to go for life lessons in this movie, right? They tried to be like, we can be a family unit. It doesn't have to be like a typical family. Like motherhood is so important, but like letting people into your life is important. But they kind of just like missed the mark on a lot of things. I feel like they tried. That's the thing. I think it was like 75% of the way there and like most of the life lessons, right? Like I, I honestly, and I don't even know if, I don't even want to say this because it gets so sad, but like, is a like I the only like lesson I had, and oof, it's just like let let go of the like move on from the past, like don't let the past hold you back, and even if it means that you did lose like a loved one, I'm sure that they wouldn't want you to like have your life be centered around them still. But it's so sad. I don't know. I that's my life lesson. No, that's a good one though, because it is like. Oh my god, it is so sad, but it's so true and how the whole point of, you know, Ben finally confides in his dad that he just really misses his mom and his dad's like, you're not the only one that lost someone. So like, how to deal with grief and be open communication and also, yes, still be happy even if a loved one has passed because like then Ben's like, okay, I have to do all the chores. I'm going to become, you know, the parental figure of the house. and I'm not going to go out for the basketball team. So I guess it's just, it's, oh. That's so sad, though, because it is, like, you've got to keep living and be happy. But, man, man, Disney, this is. I mean, I think Disney managed to make, like, one of the saddest movies without it, like, being in your face. Like, it's, like, a very happy atmosphere with, like, very sad undertones. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we're just going to, like, I don't know, all these sad undertones. But you're going to forget about it because we're going to be dealing with a crazy robot. So yeah okay well Well, no one can replace humans that's another life lesson we're all in this together yay i don't know oh i wanted to end on a happy note (laughs) yes and there is yes robots will not replace like we're we have empathy and love and i think that's what they're going for too like it's like you you have to have empathy and love and that's main thing um and just being until then be really nice to your ai and robots um until that point. <laughs> so, yes, Alexa, do not listen to what we were just saying. <laughs> you are the best, and no one can do your job for you, not even Siri. We love you. All right. As our podcast, like, all of a sudden our computers just shut down. <laughs> Siri and Apple are like, no. We're, like, deathly ill this weekend. Um <laughs> suddenly get texts from the government oh my god well we have a, a nice banana orange smoothie to make us feel better um all right well i guess thanks listeners for uh coming along on that wild ride with us uh definitely a great movie we highly suggest it go watch it and yeah yeah it's worth right. the watch well with that being said Remember, si se puede. Means yes, we can. We will see you all next week. And like Ian said, we've got a really fun one. So get ready. So excited for next week.
But yeah, have a great week, everybody. Bye.